In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 11, where I'll ask the question, what is of first importance? 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 through 11 says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believe. Paul reminds those who are reading his letter here at the end why it is that he's writing to them in the first place. He reminds them why they are engaged in this belief system in the first place. He explains to them that this is of first importance. What Christ has done, the gospel of Jesus Christ, is the thing that is of first importance. And you need to understand that before you start thinking of your participation in the church as some means of attaining favor with God. You need to realize that first and foremost, that the church exists because of what Christ has done. This is that which is of greatest import. And that is what we need to remember as believers. So here are three thoughts from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 through 11, answering the question, what is of first importance? Thought number one, died for sin. This is the thing you need to know, that Christ Jesus died for sins. He died so that your sins might be forgiven. He died so that you, if you have faith in him, if you are one of his children, can stand before a holy God and not fear his wrath. You need to understand that Christ died and bore the weight of your sin. He bore the penalty for your wretchedness so that you might be arrayed in his righteousness. This is a beautiful thing. And this is the thing that's of first importance before anything else that's going on within your congregation or within your faith group or within your theological system. First and foremost has to come this, that Christ died for sin. If you don't get that, then you will not understand the gospel. Thought number two, appearance made. It isn't just that Christ died for sin, but it's also that he resurrected. And in his resurrection, you see his victory over sin and death. The grave could not hold him. And this is of vital importance for us to understand that sin and death have been conquered. They have been defeated. That the power of Christ is over that of the power of death. It exceeds the power of death. And because the power of Christ exceeds the power of death, it is in him that we have found victory. It is in him that we have our confidence that ultimately one day we will stand before our creator and be told, well done, good and faithful servant. Not because of the things that we have done, but because what Christ has done, because he died for sin and demonstrated his authority over it in his resurrection appearances. 
Paul goes through this list of all the different people who saw the resurrected Christ ending with himself and points out that those who have seen the resurrected Christ know this more than anyone else. And it is a beautiful thing to look back and to read those accounts of these people who saw Jesus Christ in the flesh, resurrected in his new glorious body. What a wonderful thing for us to realize and embrace that Christ in his resurrection demonstrated his victory over sin and death. Thought number three, according to scripture. All of this is done in accordance with the scriptures. The scriptures said what was going to happen and Christ fulfilled all of these things. You see, Paul isn't just making this stuff up in his mind. He is demonstrating through the law and the prophets everything that Christ has done. It isn't as if the people of Israel were unaware of what Christ was going to do. All of the information was given to them. The prophecies told of what was going to happen to the Messiah. But they didn't see it. They didn't accept it because ultimately they didn't believe what the scriptures were saying. That wasn't given to them to know. But Paul explains that Christ dying for sin, he did so in accordance with the scriptures. Christ's resurrection happens in accordance with the scriptures. All of these things are happening as a part of God's divine plan to bring about his purposes in the world. None of this was a mistake. None of this is a plan B. All of it is going precisely to the Lord's plan. And this is something that should give us great joy and peace to know that God works out his purposes perfectly in the world and that everything that is taking place is happening according to his divine decree. What a beautiful thing to know that all of the promises that have been made in the scriptures will ultimately be fulfilled by Christ at the end of the age. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of 1 Corinthians chapters 15 and 16. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.